Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in. I want to uh, preach a message this morning that I have titled, Here Comes That Dreamer. Somebody say, Here Comes That Dreamer. Here Comes That Dreamer. And if, you, uh, if you've been around me, you've probably heard this message or a portion of this message before. Um, I actually had prepped something else and the Lord brought me back to this last night and for this series, I think it's fitting. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 37, we're gonna read verses 18 through 20 and it says this, they saw him from afar and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. Somebody say kill him. They said to one another, They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Somebody say this dreamer. Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him and and we will see what will become of his dreams. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for what you're going to say this morning. Pray to speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. It's imperative that you know that, as we just talked about, that the battle of your life is over your faith, what you believe. Amen? It's over what you believe. It's not over your finances, not over the kind of car you have. It's not over who you date or don't date. Come on, somebody. It ain't over, you know, how well you speak or don't speak. It's over what you believe. What you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world. Because if the enemy could ever begin to shape your belief system, he'll begin to shape your life. You understand? If the enemy can get you to believe that God is not for you, you'll live your life in a way that demonstrates that you don't believe God is for you. Come on. If he can get you to believe and, and accept the fact uh, that maybe uh, you're, you, you're too far gone, that all the stuff you've done in your life, that you, you'll never be fully accepted by God. If the enemy can get you to believe that, you will live your life in a way where you demonstrate to the world that you think you're too far gone. Somebody say, too far ago. If the enemy can get you to believe that you're not worthy of God's best, you'll fall for anything. And you'll believe the lie the enemy that tells you that you're cursed or, or some things when you're going through various trial and tribulation. Amen? But that's not God's plan. See, the plan of God for your life, as the Bible teaches, is yes and amen. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that before the foundation of the earth, I had a plan that I set the, thing, the whole thing in motion. That's my, my translation. Okay? That's my translation. Jeremiah 29, 11, I set the whole thing in motion. You feel me? That's, that's in the Bible. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, if God has a plan for your life, Listen to me now. And the battle of your life is over what you believe. 
time that you begin to line yourself up with the right believing, somebody say right believing, the enemy gets real shaky. Now, I'm not trying to paint this picture that you're always fighting the devil or he's always trying to fight you. But the moment you start to believe right about God and about yourself, things begin to line up for you. But how many of you understand that the Bible says that the, the moment you get into that place, the enemy comes immediately to try and choke the word of God out of your life. So when you're favored, when you believe right, when you understand who you are in Christ, the enemy wants to slow you. Many times he can't even destroy you. Once you know who you are in Christ, you're like, oh man, ain't nothing gonna stop me. But the enemy, his plan and his tactic is not to stop you a lot of times, it's to slow you down along the journey. Amen. But how many of you know, scripture teaches, that all things work together for them who love God, who are called according to his purpose and will. So, as we are looking at this, when we're going through various trials and tribulations, when you're facing things, when you're dealing with stuff, you have to believe another thing about God is that he's working it out in your favor. Professor Fred, how's that line up with this, this message, this, this scripture you just read? Well, let's, let's dive into it. We're, 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 we're looking at uh, Joseph here. This is Joseph, this story about Joseph. And Joseph, as the Bible paints it, was a very, very loved son, period. Israel, as, as the Bible says it, uh, in chapter 37, verse 3, it says that Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. Come on. Now, listen, I, I understand something now, because in our society, we're like, oh, you know, uh, that dad loves all his children equally. <laughs> in the Bible, they're like, nope, he loved this one more than the rest of them, okay? The rest of them... I don't, you know, Israel's like, I don't know about them. I don't know who, where they came from. But this one, this one mine. Come on, somebody. Uh, but it says that he loved him more than any other son because he was uh, a son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. Joseph was favored. He had favor. He had so much favor. His dad loved him so much that he made him a coat of many colors. He covered him, and he wanted him, everybody to see and to know that this is my son, and I'm fa I favored him. And you have to understand the context, because when you have a certain type of robe and all these different things, it meant so much in the society in this time. And, and Joseph said, I'm going to, I, I mean, Israel said, I want to invest in my son. I want the whole world to know that you're mine. I love him so much. More than the rest of them, because them some jokers. But that's my boy. And he loved him so much that he made him a coat. But listen to this. His love caused him to give him favor and make him a coat. But that same love brought some haters. Somebody say haters. And it brings me to my first point is that Along your journey of faith, you may be hated before you are celebrated. Somebody say, I may be hated before I'm celebrated. 
I may be hated before I'm celebrated. Oh, y'all ain't, ain't y'all ain't. <laughs> we all at. Verse four it says that when he saw uh, his brother, when his brother saw their favor, their father loved him more than all of them. They hated him and could not speak to him peacefully. They hated him and could never, ever address him in a peaceful manner because of the favor on his life from his dad. You ever wonder why there's people in your life that every time you talk to them, they seem to have a nasty attitude with you? You're like, hey, huh. you calling me, talking about, hey, what's wrong, bro? Chill, homie. you know what I'm saying? I got some people that I used to be friends with. I love them to death, but even when I talk to them now, like, oh, you know, you done bought you a house. I'm like, hey, how you doing? How's your family? This, you know, it is, it is imperative that you understand that there's points in your life, in your faith journey, where God favors you that everybody won't like it. There's some things that God's going to do in your life that Everybody ain't going to be on, on board. And they may not let you know up front. It may take them a while. They may be like, nah, this, you know, I can't fool with them. He, he crazy, such and such, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or they're going to tell everybody, did you know sister so-and-so was out here uh, trying to act all big and bad like she, like she does stuff now and this and that. If you got to deal with hate, to get to where God's going to uh, do it in your life, then you got to deal with hate. And here's the thing, I want you to understand, you don't throw in the towel because people hate you. Amen? They hated David. They hated him. I mean, uh, J- uh, J- Joseph, they hated him. He knew it too. And then the Bible says that he had a dream. They hated him. He had a dream. He told them about the dream. And they hated him even more. First of all, you know, I got to say that maybe Joseph was a little petty. Y'all know what petty is? Just a little bit, just a tad bit. He's like, I know y'all hate me, but let me tell you about this dream. In my dream, y'all were all bound to me. Bam. <laughs> Bro, we finna take you out, okay? Better get on out of here. If that was my family, he would have been beat up on the spot. Like, it was just, oh, you had a dream we were bound to you? Okay, let's do it. So he had a dream. He told them about the dream. They hated him anymore. And the Bible says that they went on to plot to kill him. They went on to plot to kill him. What I love about our top of the scripture is this though, is it, it, it paints a picture that when they saw him, they were so upset with him and they hated him, not so much because of what his father was doing, they hated him, listen to this, because he had a dream. Somebody say dream. See the dream took it to a whole other level. He had favor, oh man, you, can just, you just have favor. But when you have a dream, you're about to do something with the favor that you have. 
the enemy has a problem with that. Somebody say next is now. Here's where you have to recognize is the Bible says that they looked and said, here comes this dreamer. I want to pose a question here, first of all, before we get ready to close in, in a few minutes. But the question I want to pose to you is, are you a dreamer? Somebody say, am I a dreamer? Is people's opinion of you that you are a dreamer? I love it because David, I mean, Joseph here, uh, when he told them about the dream, all he talked about was dream, and they were so upset with him, but they knew that he was a dreamer, and they labeled him as a dreamer, and they said, when he came around the corner, here comes the dreamer. Many of us, we ain't got no dreams. We have settled for less than God's best. For a lot of us, 2020 took out the ability to dream and we look at 2020, we say, you know what, I'm not in there. The business got destroyed or something happened or things changed and, and, and you begin to throw in the towel and you begin to destroy. But I'm telling you, God wants you to be a dreamer. He has come for you to dream again, for you to try again, for you to have faith and believe that he can so you can see his great works in the earth. I am here to announce to you that it is not over. You are a dreamer. Amen. It's quiet in the house of the Lord today, but that's all right. I'm going to preach it anyway because y'all, y'all run around here acting like you can't dream, like it's just too far gone and, and everything is done and I'm never going to try again. And this, the devil's a liar. You don't let no little thing that, that, like I know 2020 was a big thing last year, but don't let that little setback be the thing that deters you for the rest of your life. God is bigger than uh, what happened in 2020. God is bigger than anything that comes your way. And if he says he has a plan for you, Guess what? His plan is still intact. Well, Fred, I had to shut down the business. His plan is still intact. Well, Fred, I had to, I had to leave the relationship. His plan is still intact. Well, Fred, I, 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 I had to leave the job. Oh, I lost my job. Well, his plan is still intact. He is not done, so you shouldn't be done. Come on, somebody. But you're going to have to go through a time. Maybe. Just maybe. Well, your dream going to be hated on before it's celebrated. Somebody say hated. There are two things I want to say about being hated on. First of all, it's possible, you know, a lot of times we, when we talk about our dreams being hated on or people hating our dreams or whatever it may be, we talk about other people, right? Forgetting that we go through a t series of time, too, where we hate our own dreams. Come on, somebody. You, you ain't never done that? Oh, y'all glow in the dark. I don't. You know, somebody, some, I, I, I'm, listen, there have been days where I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, mm, I don't really want to go to church, Lord. Not this year. Not this last year. I ain't nobody going to be there. Why I need to stream and get up and drive over to the church, turn on cameras, stream and do all this stuff? Who going to be watching? Come on. 
Wasn't nobody hating on my dream. I was hating on my dream. Come on, you feel me? What in the world? Why am I putting all this work in? I, there's no fruit to it. I don't see nobody here. I don't see this and that. Huh? But you got to learn how to stay the course even when you don't like your own dream. Wait a minute. You tell me it's possible for me to be doing something that God's called me to do and I don't like it? For a season, it's possible. <laughs> now, listen, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Somebody say this release your expectations. Say, release your expectations. So they plotted to kill him, and they were going to take him out, and um, they were going to kill him because of his dream. Again, they were hating on him, not because of all the favor he had, but they were hating him because of his dream. The favor that he had on his life was fine until God began to define the favor and give him a course forward as to where, what that favor would look like, right? The moment that happened, he had a dream. The Bible says they, they conspired together to kill him. They plotted. We're going to kill him. We're going to tell everybody. <laughs> you know, he got ate up by an animal or something. Golly, man, these, these are some harsh brothers. <laughs> wow. My brother, you better not... I know my brother probably watching. Don't, don't ever do that. You don't get these guns. So just tell you. Uh, but they 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 plotted and they were gonna take him out. And then Reuben stepped up. Reuben said, "No, nah, let's let's not kill him." So when Reuben heard it, he res he uh, he re he rescued him out of his hand. Said, "Let us not take his life. Let's not kill him. Right? Let's shed no blood." Let's throw him into this pit. Somebody say throw him into the pit. In the wilderness. But don't lay a hand on him. And Reuben, listen to this, Reuben was going to rescue him and take him back to his father. Why is this a, 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 a huge thing? Because Joseph's Reuben's birthright was given to Joseph. So the one who should have been mad turned around and said, I'm going to help you. This is what grace looks like. This is what favor looks like. It's a picture of how God, in his right as he is, could in fact punish us. But in his great mercy and grace, he says, let's not, let's not harm. I want to extend a hand of fellowship. And Reuben says he's going to save him, but then they decide, you know, some other stuff. So as we're going through it, we're still talking about this dreamer. And, and so Joseph is going through this stuff and there's so much happening. And he has to change his, his, his expectation. He has to realize that, that oh my God, something, they were going to kill him. But did somebody help? And as you're going on through this, you realize that David, I mean, Joseph, 
Why keep calling him David? I don't understand. But Joseph is about to go through a journey. He has a dream, and if you've ever read this scripture before, you understand that it's a journey to get there. And for a lot of us, we have become unwilling to take the journey to get to where God is asking. Oh, threw me off. A lot of us have been, have been unwilling to go through and to stick the, stay the course even when it's hard. And we got to learn how to keep processing. Somebody say keep processing. Somebody say keep processing. We got to learn how to keep processing. We got to learn how to recognize that every trial, every situation we come into, everything that we come in contact with is a plan, is, an, uh, is a part of God's plan for your life. And you got to learn how to keep processing. I said, keep processing. A process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. God does not order elevators. He orders steps. Catch that. Joseph had to be processed. He was sold, processed. He went to Potiphar's house and he was happy and he was, he was there and he was put in charge and he was doing all this stuff and, and he was trusting him with everything he owned. But then he was arrested and he was put into prison where the kings uh, put prisoners and, and, and Joseph stayed there in prison. And then the king uh, hanged, uh, <laughs> but the king hanged a, a baker of the pole. Everything happened just as Joseph had begun to prophesy and all this stuff and he interpreted the dream and all these things happened. And guess what? He was left in prison. He went through process after process after process after process, but he didn't give up. He didn't throw in the towel. He didn't take his life. He, he, he listened. He kept on processing. Yeah, it's hard and it's difficult sometimes when you have a dream and you can see and you can believe that God is saying this or saying no. He's, or you feel like God is giving you a word or you're chasing after something great. And, and, and it's difficult sometimes to stay the course when every time you're getting close, it seems like you get knocked back a couple of steps. But I'm here to encourage you to keep processing, keep staying the course, keep your eye on the prize of the high calling because at the end of the day, the Lord's plan is still intact. Somebody says still intact. Say this with me. Say my value is not determined by my process. My value is not determined by my process. You know, in verse 27, they said, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let us and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. This is what uh, Reuben said. And then the Midianite traders passed by, and they drew, they drew Joseph and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Can you imagine if Joseph would say, my life is worth only 20 shekels of silver? That's who I am. 
That's all I'm worth. Today, that would have been worth $142.16. Can you imagine somebody putting you up on a stool and selling you for $142.16? Now, it happened. We won't talk about American history today, but it's happened. Amen? But can you imagine being stuck at that place in your life? My life is only valued at what I was sold for. I'm not worth anything else. I'm worth $142.16. Or if you do these, you know, wealth calculations, they'll tell you you're worth negative $5,025,000. I'm just kidding. Your value is not determined by what you go through. You understand? You go through it, you learn from it, you use it as a part of your testimony, but it does not define who you are for the rest of your life. Say this with me. Say, I am not my trial. It's, it's, it's easy when you get it. Man, I felt the word of the Lord today. I mean, I felt a heavy burden to just, just to, to minister right here because it's easy when you get into a, a, a situation and a, and a trial and a thing that you're going through to begin to say that that's all that is for me. I guess I'll never have this. I guess I'll never see this. I guess it'll never happen. But I am here to let you know that that is not God's plan. He is not done. You don't have to be stuck at your last bad decision. Amen. You don't have to live there anymore. You are worth way more. And anything in your life that keeps telling you that you are not valuable to God or that you are not worthy of God's best is not God's will. But Pastor Ray, you saying that, but you don't know what's telling me this. I'm telling you anything that's telling you that is not God's will for your life. Come on, somebody. And... That's not who God sees you as. He sees you as valuable. Come on. And you got to learn how to know that your value is not determined by your process. You're going through it to go through it. You're not going through it so it can determine who you are for the rest of your life. That's not God's will. And I want to end with this. You will rule over what processed you. You will rule over what processed you. So Joseph has gone through and he's been, he's been sold. He's been in prison. He's been falsely accused. All sorts of stuff. 
And he had to keep on processing. He had to keep on going through it. He had to keep walking time after time. And, you know, people saying what they said. And, and, and then we get to the end. And this is in Genesis 41, verses 41 and 42. It says this, Then the king said to Joseph, Look, I have put you in charge of all of Egypt, all of the land of Egypt. Somebody said the land of Egypt. Guess what, guys? He was sold into slavery into Egypt. That was the first thing that happened to him. He was in Egypt, but he wasn't in charge of nothing. And at the end of this, I have put you in charge of all of the land of Egypt. And then the king took off from his own finger his ring with the royal seal on it and put it on Joseph's finger. He gave Joseph fine linen clothes to wear, and he put a gold chain around Joseph's neck. You will rule over what has processed you. You will rule over what's processed you. But I think for a lot of us, we gotta, we gotta define our Egypt. What is your Egypt? Is your Egypt unforgiveness? They hurt me. You will rule over that hurt. You will stand in complete assurance and peace and joy knowing that you are forgiven and that you have the courage to forgive. You will rule over that. Maybe your Egypt is depression. Listen to you. Listen, I'm talking to you guys from experience. Depression is not fun. Anxiety is not fun. And it's a unique journey for a lot of people. Because sometimes, and, and, I, and I'm just going to say this in the church, sometimes we just rewrite it off and say it's the spirit, we need to be cast out and move on. But it's a journey, it's a unique journey for people. And we have to learn how to process. We have to learn how to process, we have to learn how to sit so God can give us the strength to one day to stand up and rule over depression. Rule over it. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, I mean, one day you'll have the strength to stand and say, That's, that doesn't define me. Do I walk through it? Yes. Do I deal with it? Yes. But I'm not defined by that any longer. Maybe your, your Egypt is guilt. Well, God, I've, I've done too much and I'm unworthy. And there's some stuff that people don't know about that I don't want the world to ever know. You're going to rule over it. Maybe it's shame. Maybe culture or people or somebody told you that you were never good enough. But I came to announce today, God says, I'm giving you the strength to overcome. 
you shall rule over shame. Maybe it's defeat, it's financial stress or worry. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. You get the point. Whatever is processed you, whatever you're currently walking through, whatever you have been told that is defining your life, that this is just it for you. Joseph, you're just going to never be that dreamer. Yes, you have the favor of your father, and yes, you're going to still go through, and yes, Joseph, we, are, we almost wanted to kill you, but you're going to walk through. Listen, listen, basically they told Joseph, we are not going to listen to you about your dream. We don't care about your dream. We're going to sell you into slavery because we won't see what becomes of your dream. Right? And they do all that, and he goes through all this, and Joseph could have very easily said, this is it for me. I will never be that person that I saw in that dream. But you know what he did? He kept walking. He kept stepping up to opportunities when they came. He kept leaning into the moment. He kept trying. Never gave up. He never threw in the towel. He never said, you know what? It's just over with for me. And at the end of it all, a ring has been put on his finger. And now he's the ruler over the land of Egypt. Been processed through the pits, through prisons. And now he's in charge of the land. What am I saying? I'm saying, listen, you've been processed, you've been processed, you've walked through, but I came to announce to you right here today, and I want to declare to you that God is about to change the story. He's putting a ring on your finger. He's putting a new robe on you. Amen? Here comes that dreamer. Here comes that dreamer. You can dream again. You can believe again. And watch what God does. Stand with me. Oh, man. I want to invite you to, uh, to connect with us if you are... If you say, Pastor Fred, listen, man, um, that was a good word, but I'm still going through stuff and I don't know how to get out of it. I really want somebody to pray with me. If you're in this room, first of all, and you want somebody to pray with you, just come to myself or come to somebody and we'll pray with you one-on-one uh, -on -one after church if, that's, if, you, if you desire that. But if you're watching online, do me a favor, text the word PREVAIL to 84576 and we will connect with you or visit um, prevail.tv slash connect and, or if you're watching on Facebook, whatever, wherever, let us know. We would we love to pray with you. But here's, here's what I want, I want to land this by saying is you are a dreamer. God put in you the ability to dream. And it's not done. He's not done. It's not over. Well, man, I might be too old, and I might be too this. No, 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 no. If God is a part of, is a part of it, it's never too late. 
Amen? We have some friends. Um, I'm going to tell this story real quick. Uh, they came here sometime last year. Um, my friends, uh, Lamar and Brandy, and they've been trying to have children for a while. Um, they had a little girl, and they wanted to have another child, and they've been trying for years. And we even prayed and fasted and juice cleanses and all sorts of things. <laughs> I mean, we did it all, okay? And um, last year they came here, I don't know if you remember this, but she was sitting right there and the Lord said, tell her that I'm not done. And basically said, you're about to conceive. And about, what, three weeks ago now, two weeks, they had their second baby girl. Her name is Brooklyn. But what, what I'm, this is what I want you to understand. What I love about them, as hard as it was waiting, they kept on believing that God's word would come to pass. They kept on believing. They kept on believing. Uh, and every time I would talk to them, they would try, we're still trying to get prayer. You know, and, and they just kept on believing, and they kept on believing. And now they got a baby. Amen? And they're living out that word, and they probably can't, ain't getting much sleep and all this stuff. But they're holding the promise that God gave them. You can't give up. You got to keep on dreaming. You got to keep on believing. You cannot throw in the towel. God's plan is still intact. He's still doing what he wants to do. And it may not be on your timeline like Charles said, but it's on his agenda. Amen? Lord, thank you for what you said this morning. I pray to it. Minister to the hearts of your people. Let them... Let them recognize that you are for them, you're on, their, you're on their side, and that your plan is always intact, God. I pray to you, let us never stop being dreamers. Let us never stop seeing a day where you rule. Let us never stop dreaming of a greater day and of a greater time. Let us never stop chasing after great things, God-sized things, God. But let us, in fact, always remain dreamers. Even when we go through trials and tribulations and things of that nature, I pray, God, that we will never lose our dreams. God, as we learn today that the battle of our lifetime is over what we believe, I pray today, God, for our minds that we will believe and know without a doubt that you love us unconditionally, that you're for us and we're fully accepted. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, Visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in.